It's Friday, May 31st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into why President Trump's threatening to tax all goods coming from Mexico. Your tequila, your avocados, and car parts. We'll connect the dots. Then, some major Hollywood players might be saying goodbye to Georgia. We'll explain. And finally, the FDA is getting the lowdown on CBD. We're here to make your Friday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Third Love. The most complicated story today is about Mexico and what Mexican goods have to do with immigration. President Trump says Mexico isn't doing enough to stop people from crossing into the U.S. illegally. In March, he threatened to seal off the border entirely until Mexico did something to stem the tide of immigrants coming from Central America. But experts warned this would wreak havoc on the economy, since Mexico and the U.S. are such big trading partners. And President Trump backed off. But now he's threatening a new way to get Mexico to comply, by putting a tariff, meaning a tax, on all Mexican goods coming into the U.S. The Trump administration's already been raising tariffs on goods from China, trying to get them to agree to a new trade deal. But this thing he's trying to do with Mexico is different. We're going to get into what President Trump is calling for here, why he's doing it and how it works, and why it could have bigger implications. President Trump is calling for a 5% tariff on everything coming from Mexico into the U.S., from tomatoes and avocados to rugs and, importantly, cars, starting on June 10th. And the White House says that's just the first step. That if Mexico doesn't beef up efforts to stop immigrants from coming over the U.S. border, they'll up that tariff to 10% on July 1st, and then by another 5% each month for three months, until it's a 25% tariff. That's a lot. The trick is, tariffs don't get paid by the other country. They get paid by the importer. In this case, the U.S. company that's importing the goods like the car manufacturers who buy parts from Mexico for cheap. Those tariffs could, and often do, eventually trickle down to the consumer, meaning you. So the higher the tariff, the more you may end up having to pay at the supermarket or at the car dealer. We've talked about tariffs before, in connection to China. But what the Trump administration is doing here is very different. This tit-for-tat on tariffs is pretty typical when it comes to trade negotiations. The tariff hike in Mexico is because of immigration, a totally unrelated topic. The Trump administration says it wants Mexico to do three things. One, increase security at its border with Guatemala, where many of these migrants are coming from. Two, crack down on criminal gangs that help migrants. And three, help the U.S. handle the influx of asylum seekers at the southern border. But the administration is not saying what final outcome will get them to drop the tariffs. Here's the thing to know. President Trump is doing all of this under something called the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. That act allows him to regulate commerce in the wake of a national emergency. Remember, he declared a national emergency in order to get money to build a border wall. But this act has never been used to raise tariffs like this. Some say this is legally questionable, including Republicans like Senator Chuck Grassley, who called it a, quote, misuse of presidential tariff authority. But 
But experts are also worried about what this could mean for a major trade deal the Trump administration has been trying to negotiate. The trade deal between the U.S., Canada, and, oh yeah, Mexico. Those guys. It's called the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, the USMCA. But it's nicknamed the new NAFTA. The old NAFTA deal has been in place since the 90s. It got rid of tariffs on most goods going between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, including on cars, as long as most of the parts of the car were made in North America. NAFTA brought all three countries closer. Mexico is now one of the U.S.'s biggest trading partners. President Trump wants to get out of NAFTA and is pushing for this new deal, which he thinks is better. USMCA is similar to NAFTA, but it puts more emphasis on sourcing goods from North America. And it also would push Mexico to change its labor laws and allow workers to unionize. The three North American leaders signed the deal in November, but lawmakers need to sign off on it too. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is already annoyed with the Trump administration for pushing Congress to get it done. She thinks the deal isn't strong enough. VP Mike Pence was in Canada this week trying to make sure they're still on board. We think the USMCA, which will be the largest trade deal in the history of the United States, uh, will create jobs and opportunities in our country. It'll support growth in Canada and Mexico and all across North America. Mexico's Congress was more than ready to give the green light until President Trump announced these tariffs yesterday. Experts say it'll be a lot harder to get them to agree to this new deal if they're being pummeled with new tariffs from the U.S. So what's the skim? This morning, after Trump announced this brand new tariff war with Mexico, the stock market was feeling it. According to recent reports, a number of states that voted for President Trump in 2016 will be feeling these tariffs the most. States that import a lot of goods from Mexico, like Texas, Michigan, and Arizona. And the U.S. is already involved in a bunch of trade wars. China is about to hit the U.S. with tariffs on $60 billion worth of goods starting tomorrow, on everything from iron to gin. And President Trump has threatened to impose tariffs on cars coming from the EU. He wants Europe to accept more U.S. agricultural goods. So this just adds on to that. Like we said, U.S. companies don't have to pass the tariff costs on to consumers, but they usually do eventually. We have more on how tariffs like these impact your wallet at theskim.com slash money. Hollywood giants are also trying to use money to make political changes. That story's next. Everyone has a go-to bra they love. Find yours at Third Love. Third Love uses data generated by millions of women who have taken their FitFinder quiz. They design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Skim This listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash skimthis to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash skimthis for 15% off today. So here's a question. What do Stranger Things, Black Panther, and The Hunger Games have in common? They were all filmed in Georgia. In the last decade, Georgia's become one of the most popular places for Hollywood to film. But this week, Netflix, Disney, and other film companies are threatening to close up shop in Georgia after Governor Brian Kemp signed one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the country. The companies are part of a larger movement in Hollywood to boycott the state if the law goes into effect, which it's scheduled to do in January 2020. 
First up, who's calling for a boycott? It's not just Netflix and Disney. AMC, CBS, NBC Universal, Sony, and Warner Media have all said they're planning on, quote, reevaluating their outposts in Georgia in response to the law. Here's Disney CEO Bob Iger in an interview with Reuters. Many people who work for us will not want to work there, and um, we'll have to heed their wishes in that regard. Some individual producers and directors have already pulled out, too, like Kristen Wiig and Reed Morano, who directed episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. And this could be pretty damaging for Georgia. Georgia is popular for filming because it's relatively cheap and has a ton of sound stages. But it's also because of money. Since the early 2000s, Georgia has given out hefty tax breaks to production companies to get them to film there. And it's worked. The film industry has brought over 90,000 jobs to the state and billions of dollars in revenue. Some economists point out that all those tax credits don't come cheap for the state. They say film companies pulling out could actually save taxpayers some money. But it would hurt the crew members who live in Georgia, who'd be out of work if those sets pack up. We've seen these kinds of boycotts before. Like back in 2016 when North Carolina passed HB2, also known as the bathroom bill which required transgender people to use the bathroom that corresponded to the sex on their birth certificate, instead of being able to choose. Businesses canceled plans to open offices there. Performers like Bruce Springsteen canceled concerts. The NCAA said they'd pull their college basketball tournament, which is a huge deal in the state. North Carolina was expected to lose hundreds of billions because of the bill. But then the legislature repealed HB2, and all that business came flooding back. So the film industry is hoping to put the same kind of pressure on Georgia to get the abortion bill repealed. But TBD if they'll even need to do it. Courts have blocked similarly restrictive abortion laws in other states from going into effect. The ACLU has already said it will take this one to court too. Today, the FDA held a public hearing on cannabis and cannabis-related products. It was the first one since they approved the first CBD drug last year. CBD products are on the path to becoming a $15 to $20 billion industry. But surprisingly, scientists still have a lot of questions about what it actually does. Meaning it's unclear whether your CBD sparkling water, face cream, and hamburgers are helping you or if they could actually be hurting you. Here's former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb on CNBC last month. But a lot of the uses that we're seeing in these these sort of consumer products that are being put forward right now, they don't look very credible. There's certainly no science to support it um, that would rise to the you know, level of FDA satisfaction. So the FDA is trying to decide what dosages should be allowed in what products and how they should be regulated. For more on CBD and more on Mental Health Awareness Month, check out theskim.com slash springforward. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from the NBA Finals. Last night, the Golden State Warriors took on the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. It was the first time an NBA Finals game has been played outside the U.S. But that wasn't the most fun fact about the game. It was Drake, the rapper. In case you didn't know, Drake is from Canada, and he's a huge Raptors fan. Huge. There are a bunch of memes of him cheering from his courtside seats. Apparently, too many for the NBA. 
They send the Raptors a memo telling them to make sure Drake tones down his superfan antics, which he apparently ignored. Instead, Drake showed up wearing a throwback number 30 Del Curry Raptors jersey. Why is that a big deal? Del Curry was a Raptors player from 99 to 2002, and he's the father of Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry. And yeah, Del was at the game watching Steph. Game two is on Sunday. Maybe Drake will make more headlines. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening. Before you head out for the weekend, how about telling us what you think about our show? All you have to do is head to our website and fill out a survey. After submitting, you'll be automatically entered into a drawing for a $100 gift card. Just head over to theskim.com slash feedback. Happy Friday!